conversations on people's beliefs, why they believe, and how it shapes their life. This, this is Crosscheck. Is Crosscheck. Hi, I'm Tim Wong C. Welcome to the podcast. I almost don't need to do any of this introduction because the personality of this guy is going to do it for me. Meet Pedzi. What is happening? What is happening, world? <laughs> it is Pedzi here. I am tuning in with Tim from Crosscheck. There he is, the very energetic Pedzi, who is currently running his own business called The Community Co., who are body corporate managers in Brisbane. Pedzi was born in Zimbabwe's capital, Harare, in 1986. And as is the case with most high school graduates, his mum then chose for him to study a degree of international business and commerce at Griffith University in Brisbane. He left Zimbabwe in 2004 and meanwhile, back home in Zimbabwe, the people were continuing to suffer from hyperinflation. And for just a snapshot into what this extreme hyperinflation causes, here is Pedzi recalling a phone call he received from his mum, and she broke this news to him over the phone. My mum calls me and she tells me it's all gone pear-shaped, man. She can't afford to pay my school fees because the dollar pretty much devaluated overnight. In my chat with Pedzi, we talk about one of the contributing factors to Zimbabwe's economic downfall, and that was the decision made by President Robert Mugabe in 2000 to change the ownership and the management of Zimbabwe's extremely rich and fertile land from the British, the white Zimbabweans, over to the people of Zimbabwe. We talk about what the people of Zimbabwe think of Mugabe himself, and amidst so much uncertainty, what do the people of Zimbabwe still hold on to? Pedzi, welcome to the podcast, man. Yo. Yo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, you were born in um, Zimbabwe. Yes. 1986. Can you believe it? Well, what do you remember of, of Zimbabwe and, and, the, and the place where you were born, Harare, which is the capital uh, of Zimbabwe? Man, you see, the crazy thing, Tim, is... Um, the economy was going really well. I mean, the, the Zimbabwean dollar was one to one with the pound. Gee, you never think you never say that today, would you? Nah, looking, well, we don't. Today, back. today we don't even have a currency, <laughs> you know. So, um, my my memories of Zimbabwe was hanging out with my friends, you know, going to school, going to watch a movie, going to eat ice cream with my mom, ordering pizza, going to get Chinese food. So, and it's not it's not as though I was living the typical third world country life as people might as people might view it yeah today. exactly and do you think if those walls so to speak were torn down it would open up way more needed education about what it's actually like in zimbabwe and perhaps its history which is um which yeah. is co- co- uh, controversial yeah crazy crazy um history obviously i don't mean for my comments to come across racist but uh we were a british colony so we were under white man's rule black people couldn't eat in a certain area we couldn't use toilets the same toilets they used job equality um you know pretty much being treated like slaves i think part of the problem is in africa we've been given democracy as a tool to use for governance whereas and i don't necessarily think that works in a nation like like uh, in a in a continent like africa which stems from a very tribalistic background Mm. You know, we we try to do this thing called democracy, and now we have a dictator. Let's talk a bit more about that, actually, because mm. people such as Desmond Tutu, who was a major 
factor mm. in the anti-apartheid movement. Mm. Although he opposes a lot of what Robert Mugabe has done, mm. he also is on record mm. as saying his legacy is nothing to be glanced over, and the legacy that he and things that he has done yeah. are to be respected. Look, of yeah. course. And so, what are people's course, views it- of of Mugabe? Look, I mean, you've got people that support him, you've got people that love him, right? And you've got people that hate him. What are my views? And I can only speak f- for my views and from what I've seen. It's a very divided nation. If you've been lucky enough to get an opportunity to be a part of that ruling party, you're going to win. You're going to live a good life. And if you're out and oppose, you're definitely losing I think there are a lot of people in Zimbabwe or in Africa that are unspoken for, which are a lot of the people that may not necessarily know that they're getting taken advantage of just because of what they're exposed to. You know, they live in the rural areas. They may not have the best education. My mom made it a thing. She used to take us to the rural areas. And can you imagine the dust, the mosquitoes, the bees? Like I remember there was one time she took me to the, to the rural areas, um, and I broke out in a rash, man. Just from the dust, man. That's that's. Yeah. <laughs> I broke out in a rash. Yeah. Um, but I could see how they were living, you know. And to them, they may have been living a great life. They may not necessarily know that Zimbabwe is such a rich, fertile country that could be this thriving, vibrant economy because of the natural resource that we have, diamonds, you know, minerals, you know. Um, and... Yeah, I just think they go unspoken for. You talked about the land and its potential wealth and oh. how rich it is. Yeah, man. What do people view, or perhaps even yourself, view of Robert Mugabe's move of changing the ownership and the management of the <laughs> land from the whites to the black? Yeah, look, I, again, I can understand what he was trying to do, right? The question I had was, you know, we've got this vibrant, thriving economy, right, run by white Zimbabweans, right? They're doing such a good job, right? Horticulture, you know, mining, you know, you name it. Cattle, tobacco, maize. I think you call it mealy meal? What do you call it here? What do you call it here? Corn, corn, corn. 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 Good translation to make, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, we were booming, man. We were kicking. You know, we were kicking. The question I ask myself is when we kicked these people out, what was the plan? Like, did we have a plan? Like, did we, we did, did we go through an education process of trying to educate the people that were taking over these industries or this land to keep the economy going, keep, the, keep, keep things moving, keep, keep the trade up, but there no, you go. They didn't have experience and they couldn't manage yeah. the land and ultimately led to, you know, the cut of, production and, and money and then obviously we are now with hyperinflation yep it could have been done another way mm. you know land redistribution um you know business partnership agreements i think it could have been done another way i mean you haven't been back to zimbabwe since you left in no. 2004 yep do you have any regular contact with people in zimbabwe with your mother friends anything like that yeah, so my mom actually lives in Zimbabwe. She decided to retire back there. We've got the family home. She is struggling. Things are tough over there. You know, things like getting fuel or getting bread at the shops, 
you know, I mean, I told you that I told you earlier that we don't even have a currency. And still the attitude is you know, one off, you know, this is what it is and we just got to make it work and got to keep going. And what do people hold on to amongst all of this uncertainty? Well, I mean, <laughs> The leading positives. It's 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 hard to see. It's hard to see the light, man. Yeah, people are hold, definitely holding on to God for that. For, for, um, if anything, you know, like when you go to like a Coldplay concert or you know, like a Jay Z concert, and you can you you look at someone and they are so deep into the lyrics, they they are like lost in the lyrics. They're just hitting the lyrics hard, and you're like, all right, this guy's a true fan. Every Sunday at church was like that. You know, I ha- I haven't experienced that since. And and I realized that it was it just came from the place of absolute dependency, you know, absolute dependency. I I need this to to get through because if I don't if I don't, my spirits will be crushed pretty much. So because of how things are, yeah, 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 and 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 things weren't even that bad for me. <laughs> mm, yeah, when I went to when I went to high school, it cha- the dynamics changed for me. Like faith changed for me because. We call it Scripture Union. We had like a club, like a Scripture Union club, and it was peer-led. And it's, it's the way the the pastor spoke to you about their experiences with faith and and what they thought about the the, the Bible. They call they refer to it as the Word of God, the the Bible. Uh, they made you realize that you can have this real, tangible relationship with God as opposed to this standoffish procedural i go into the church i must bow down on my knees i must open the hymn book then i hear the sermon from the preacher and i must eat this flattened bread and drink this holy wine and okay you know for me it was like what what does this achieve i'm just going through the motions and scripture made it really real for you yeah yeah tangible yeah so i mean my faith has taken a journey like uh i was involved in a pretty bad car accident when I was 15 and that's I think that was when it really became real for me you know like um, my mother was in hospital for six uh, three months sorry and bedridden for six you know she she was making a right hand turn and the car hit my side and before it hit me the words I thought you know Jesus Jesus saved me was pretty much the words in my mind and we were hit all I had was a bit of glass on my face and I was fine I like I literally walked out of that car and that switched me on man that switched me on that was like pretty much near death experience that was uh, the closest to death I've ever been before it wasn't a question it was like you need to yeah there wasn't the question you just yeah. needed to to survive to get through yeah, the next yeah. day in Zimbabwe look around you look around you people are dying yeah. whereas in here it's like take that stress or take that pressure away why do you believe in jesus why do you believe in 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 god you know and what's your reason look i think not i think i mean i know for a fact that i need to believe in something because if i don't it's so easy for life to dictate where you should do what you should do what you should believe in it, that helps me. It's almost like a barometer for me to be a good person, you know. And look, I've got a lot of friends that aren't Christian who are good people. I think the main difference is there's a reason for me. The reason being us being able to 
share in the greatness of heaven when we die, you know, being with Jesus when we die, the afterlife. Sounds crazy to some people, but at the end of it all, there's a reason, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not as though I'm just being a good guy to be a good guy. I'm not just a Christian to be a Christian. If, if it was like that, then I might as well not be a Christian. You know, what's the point? And what do you think people's moral responsibility is with um, poverty in, in parts of the world? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, uh, that's a good question, Tim. Very good question. I think people should concentrate on themselves and their family first before concentrating on the world because I think if everyone did that, we would have a better world, right? I don't believe you can really make a difference in other people's lives if you can't even make a difference in your families. You know, I just think it's grossly irresponsible. I think charity should start at the home first. And then from there, spread. Thanks for chatting, man. Yeah, welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I hope this is a space where people can keep it real, man. <laughs> nice. All good. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Thanks.